0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Well, I, I had a message planned for last week around loving one another. And I don't know, like, I just thought... Felt God say, "Nah, you still got to deliver it, even though it's not Valentine's Day." So, I was getting in the theme, you know. I was going to grill all you guys and give you a warning too. So, sorry about that if you missed out and slept in the doghouse most of last week. But um, yeah, seriously, Valentine's Day. Hey, it's it's all about love. and I thought it would have been appropriate to give a bit of a Bible perspective on what love actually is, not what the Hallmark card says that it is. And in particular, for God really laid on my heart to share a word around loving other believers. So not even just loving people in general, but loving other believers. And the passage that God's laid on my heart is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 12. It says this, And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. How about we pray and invite God to guide us in his love as we are encouraged through his word today? Let's pray. Loving God. You are love. You are love. We are in awe of your love. We celebrate your love. That's what we we just did in coming around your communion table, celebrating the reality that it was your love, Father, that led you to send your son to earth. And Jesus, it was your love that kept you there on the cross, not the nails. And so we just are in awe of you, Jesus. We're in awe of you, God. You are at your core love. And we pray, God, today as we explore your word, as you speak to us, as we open your word and just sit with it and let it speak to us, we pray, God, that our hearts would be transformed, that we would be filled to overflowing with your love, and we would love others with your love. So God, move through me, I pray, and would you say what you want to say to each and every heart here listening and those watching from home too. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So there was a church once and they'd just welcomed a new pastor. And so all was good. The interview process went well, seemed pretty good. First message was a ripper. So the church were like, man, we've nailed it with this one. This is great. But then for two weeks in a row, he got up and he started reading the exact same passage from 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. In the third week, all the church were sitting there, and they were feeling a bit, bit uncomfortable. They were feeling a bit unsure, like, okay, maybe we've actually hired a sociopath. Like, we're, he's, something's not right with this pastor. What is going on here? And they were just sort of waiting. What is he going to say this morning? So yet again, the pastor gets up. To the pulpit, he prays. And then again, he reads from 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. At this point, one of the elders, very much thinking at that time, we hired the wrong guy here, jumps up and he grabbed a microphone and he said, with all due respect, Pastor, we love that passage, but you've read it the last three weeks in a row. We've heard this sermon for three weeks straight. What are you, what are you doing? What, what gives? And the pastor looked at the elder and then at the church and he said, well, nothing really. When we all get this, when we all do this, I'll move on to the next sermon. <laughs> Ooh, lucky we're not going to do that. Hey, <laughs> it's funny, but it, but it's so true, isn't it? You know, Loving others in this way, loving others in this way that that is described in 1 John is really hard. It's not an easy kind of love. It's not easy to love anyone and even those in our own community with that kind of love. Now, whilst this is true, whilst love like this can be really hard, the Apostle John explains in this passage that when we understand a few fundamental truths about God... His way of love and how we're actually called and empowered to love, we can actually live out this command and we can live it out, not with a sense of obligation or duty, but with a sense of joy, with a sense of genuine joy. So let's jump right in. What's the first love lesson? We're going through some love lessons this morning. What's the first love lesson we can glean from this passage? Well, the first one is pretty obvious. It's this, God is the source of all love. God is the source of all love. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. God's the source. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. You know, this is such an important truth for all of us to grasp, isn't it? In a world that, especially on Valentine's Day and even more broadly through Netflix series and other Well, we don't have any news on our Facebook feeds anymore, do we? But I have to change my notes from last week. Um, You know, like love is portrayed in a myriad of different ways and none of them actually really measure up to God's ideal of love. We need to come back to that underlying sure foundation, that accurate definition of what love actually is. And the Bible says that our sure foundation is God. God is love and is the true source of love. God actually epitomises love. At his very core, God is love. And this love that we're reading about here is the love that is concerned predominantly for the well-being of the other. It's the agape love that you might have heard before. If anyone's been in a church before, you probably... Familiar with that phrase, agape love. And that love is not something that kind of magically appears or we kind of conjure up. It's actually the love that comes from God. It's His love. It's His self-sacrificial love for the good of others. Because at the core, this is who our God is. As one writer puts it, love is an essential aspect of His character and it colours every aspect of His nature. Everything God does in one way or another expresses his love. And you know, like you might be thinking, well, yeah, but he's also, he's also just, so he judges things. Well, that's actually loving. To, to judge sin and to call us out of sin is actually the most loving thing that God could do for us, isn't it? You think about it. You, the road of indwelling sin where, you, where you're lost in in everything other than what God wants us to be lost in, that's not the road we want to be on. And so God, being just and fair, is going to call that out of us and call us to come follow him, yeah? So that's actually loving. So at his core, God is love. And because God is love at his core, it's only natural that his love flows out of him, flows from him to us. And here's the thing, to love others in the way that we're called to in this passage and more broadly throughout the other sort of passages in the New Testament that you might be able to think of, we actually can't do it in and of ourselves. We can't love others like ourselves, as other passages call us to do. We can't do that. We can't manufacture that. It's not something that we can just wake up one day and say, I'm going to love my neighbour as myself. You might kind of hit a few goals on that, but before too long, I guarantee. Your inner selfishness, if you're like me, will come in and say, well, you know what, I don't actually want to love that person. Or, you know what, I'd prefer to just look after myself in that situation there. And before you know it, you're not loving your neighbour like yourself, because you, it's not something that we can manufacture We can't. And this love, the sacrificial, seeking the best for others, laying down our lives for others' benefit, that kind of love, it's not created in and of ourselves and through our efforts to love really well. We can't produce it. And that's really good news for us because God doesn't actually want us to try to manufacture this kind of love. It's actually something that is gifted to us by God and is cultivated within us by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? This kind of love, this agape love is gifted to us by God and is cultivated within us by Holy Spirit. At the moment of new birth, the very moment we come into relationship with Jesus, God supernaturally imparts his love into our hearts. We have this revelation of what it is to actually know love because we have come close and we've drawn near to the one who is, by his very nature, love. That's what John's saying when he says in verse 7, whoever loves has been born of God. Whoever agape loves has been born of God because they know God. Agape love, the epitome of love. At that very moment of entering into loving relationship with God through accepting Jesus' sacrifice on the cross as payment for our sins, God supernaturally imparts a love to us that we did not have before and we can get from no other place. His love. And God's love, as I said before, it's it's very different from the kind of love that we're naturally wired to give. Our love, by and large, is conditional. We love if it's easy to love that person. Or we love if maybe, maybe you've been here before, if we're going to get something out of actually loving that person, if it's going to be good for me. Our love is so conditional. It's not, um, it's not agape love. It's not agape love at all. The self-giving love, self-giving love that gives without demanding or expecting repayment. That's what agape love is. That's what God's love is like. And that's the kind of love that God demonstrates to us through his death on the cross for all mankind. And that is the exact same love that he calls to well up out of us to extend to other people as his followers. And the really good news is that God loves to continually gift and develop and cultivate this love within us. It's not like it's just a couple of moments through our lifetime where we get our love tank filled up and then we're good to go, this is a daily thing. This is an opportunity that is there and ready and available for us anytime we simply want to approach his throne of grace and invite him to fill us once again with his love. And the thing is, in verses 7 and 8, you might have noticed that there was a word there, know God, anyone who knows God. Well, the word know is translated from the Greek word, ginosko. And when John's writing about knowing God, he's not talking about the intellectual knowing of like, I know that God is a God of love because the Bible says so. He's not talking about that kind of knowing. He's, to- he's talking actually about knowing God experientially knowing God through experience, through relationship, through intimacy and closeness with God the Father. Essentially, what John's saying is that if we regularly experience and gnosco, know God in that intimate way, in a deep personal level, that is the key to actually our ability to grow in loving others. That's it. You know, imagine for a moment... Do you like my um, laundry bucket from home that I didn't quite clean before I brought it over? <laughs> imagine for a moment that this bucket here represents God and his endless supply of love. Now, there's a, 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 that looks more like what I imagine God's endless rivers of love to look like. So, but just imagine for a moment that this is symbolic of God and his love. You know, and this is us. When we fail to actually connect with God, when we fail to know God, Ginosko, God, when we fail to actually get to know him and be replenished in his presence, our love, our ability to love is significantly impacted. Like if these are are three people in our lives, you know, okay, we'll pour out a little bit of love here and I'll give a little bit to my spouse because she was mean to me last night or, you know... That's not true in my case, just an example. Um, You know, but before too long, we become completely dry. We become completely empty and our ability to love is just not on, no matter how hard we try. And we we can love out of our own strength, we can love out of our own reserves for a time, but eventually we're going to get to this point of being completely dry and we won't be able to love other people. But here's the thing, when we do take the time regularly, daily, even multiple times a day, just to sit in God and say, God, I need more of your love, God. I am struggling here with this person. I'm struggling here with this deadline. I'm struggling here with my kids that just won't, you know, whatever it is. God just wants us to come and to know him and immerse ourselves in his love be completely refilled. So then we're filled to literally overflowing. And as we operate as his disciples in the call to love one another, we're able to love one another well and keep coming back to the place. We're being replenished in his presence. Now, look, obviously this side of eternity, we're not always going to get this right, are we? We're we live in a fallen, broken world. It's not the way that it should be. But we, we will make mistakes. We, there'll be moments where we won't choose that selfless path. We won't even, if we have filled ourselves by sitting in God's presence, by knowing him, there'll be moments when we don't get it right. And, and, that's, and that's life. We're not perfect. We're living in a fallen, sinful world. But the thing is, as we spend time with the only Perfect, true, completely loving in every way, one, God, love. We will naturally grow in our ability to love as we ourselves encounter his love and then offer his love to others around us. So that's the key to loving others well is to recognise that God, God is that source of all love that we, that we, that's a joy to be drinking of regularly. It's not a chore to come to God and be filled with his love. It's an absolute joy. And he, like that river, has boundless, endless litres of his love that he just wants to lavish upon us. He wants to fill us up each moment of every day so that we can do exactly what he says. He asks of us to love others with his love. So that's the first lesson from this passage. And here's the second. God actually models for us, what love is. 1 John 4, 9 to 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You know, as Christians, we don't have an abstract, airy-fairy, lovey-dovey, fluffy definition of love, like we might have bought for our wife on a Valentine's Day card. You know, we have a super concrete understanding of what love is, what it actually looks like. God has modelled for us exactly what it is to offer agape love to others. God has shown us that by sending his son to earth for our sake, what love actually looks like. Jesus has shown us through the love that he had for others throughout his earthly ministry and ultimately, ultimately when he sacrificed his life on the Calvary's cross to pay the price that we could never pay, the price of sin, and to open up relationship and restoration with God the Father once again. That ultimately, they're they're just a couple of ways that God has shown modelled love for us. You know, the other week we, we saw that clip from The Chosen of the woman at the well. And, man, I don't know, if you, if you can watch that without crying, I can't, but, you know, it, it is such a powerful clip because it shows God's love in action. It shows that agape love that is just desiring the best for the other person, is willing to look beyond other things in order to shower this woman who is so broken and hurting and feels that she is so unworthy in the Father's love. And the beautiful result is her life is radically transformed. She becomes one of the, no doubt, I I believe this would be true. She becomes a member of the early church and all of a sudden she's in God's story and she's played a key role in, in seeing us being a place where we are today with Christianity still going strong all these years later. What a remarkable love God has for her. You know, you think of the incredible generosity, the relational generosity that Jesus had for people, seeing people as people, prioritising time with people, never being too busy to spend time and just love people and have them come close to him. That is love in action. You know, there's so many examples, but Jesus was always modelling that agape love. For us. This is this is so important, you know. We know what love is. We know what it is to love because God's shown it and Jesus has modeled it as well. And when we think of the way Jesus loved with his sacrificial agape love, when we think about the the kindness that he showed all people, even those who'd betrayed him, even those who had nailed him to the very cross, we understand the way in which God's love actually empowers us to love. It's incredible, isn't it? So that's, that's the second. And the third point that I want to share today, it actually links the two, and it should give us a real sense of joy this morning. It should give us a real sense of hope and joy. So here it is. Number three, God sets us free to love. God sets us free to love. God is in the business of setting people free to love. 1 John 4, 11 to 12. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Hear this today. Hear this today. If we truly see and know God, as the source of all love, if we look to God's example, if we look to Jesus' example, through his earthly ministry and his sacrificial death on Calvary's cross for us, we will naturally be freed to love one another. Naturally. When we actually sit with that, when we actually sit with the reality of God being love and God stopping at nothing to see us be free and how sin's paid for so that we don't actually have to pay the price for our sins, which is death. That's why Jesus died, so that he could die and kill sin once and for all so that none of us would ever have to die again, but could be welcomed into eternal life with the Father one day. God is in the business of setting us free. And if we look to that example and if we look to God as the God of love, we will naturally be freed more and more to love one another. Because in a real sense, if we do this and experience God, and if we, if we taste and see that the Lord is good regularly, if we drink of his living water, if we come to, to know and marvel at the reality of his love regularly, like all the time, if we do this, we will find ourselves naturally changed. We will find our hearts shift. We will find that the love that we have for other people, the love that we've been experiencing ourselves as we've just been soaking in his presence, just naturally wants to overflow. And we will find that we want to love people in the very same way that God has loved us. We won't feel under a sense of obligation, like, oh, well, that's what we should do because the Bible says so. No. We won't feel like we're somehow getting forced to do it, or no, we'll actually naturally, as we spend time with love, as we spend time soaking in love and experiencing love, experiencing the Father, we will naturally want to extend the love that we've experienced, and we'll continue to experience it to our brothers and sisters in Christ. I really love how one New Testament commentary explains this process of like experiencing God and how that experience leads us to joyfully offer his love to others. It says this, on its own, the commandment cannot provide the incentive or the power to fulfill it. And this might foster either discouragement or indifference. Who knows that to be true? But those who are in touch with the very source of love who have been shown what love is and who are the recipients of a great and healing love can receive the commandment with hope and joy, for they are not commanded to do something that is alien to their experience or beyond their ability to learn and do. Don't you love that? This is exactly where it's at. This is how we can all joyfully love one another as we are called by God to do. It's not by trying to do it out of our own strength. It's not by looking to the ways of the world and even the best psychological advice on how to effectively love other people. It's by spending time with love himself. Then out of spending time with love himself, all love flows and we are freed. We are freed to love others as God calls us to. I want to ask you this morning, do you, know, do you know Jesus' love? Do you know that kind of love that I've been describing today? Is connecting with Jesus regularly something that you, that you do? Is, is God's love the very fuel that empowers you in life and helps you in your day-to-day call of loving God and loving others? As was said earlier, you know, if, if you're in a place today where you've, you haven't yet embraced a personal relationship with Jesus, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Jesus is calling you even now and saying, my beloved son, come to me. My beloved daughter, come to me. Let me fill you with my love. Let, I want you to taste and see and experience what it is to encounter my love that is unlike any love you've ever known before. If that's you today, I'd, I'd love to introduce you to Jesus and help you on your journey of getting to know him. So please come and have a chat with me afterwards and I'd love to pray with you. And if you've been a Christian for some time and maybe for whatever reason, we've, no doubt we've all been here before. We've all been in different journeys because life's a journey, isn't it? Sometimes we have the mountaintop experiences. Other times we, we feel more like we're doing 40 days in the desert, being tempted by Satan. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? I mean, life can be wonderful and life can be really hard too. And if, you know, you are in a place where you really just haven't been doing that, that experiencing God's love of late. if you really haven't been refreshed in His presence well, can I encourage you not to stay in that place of, of dryness, not, not to stay in that place where you're, where you're, you're struggling, you're scraping the barrel to, to try and even exist, let alone love others and, and serve God, which you long to do. Can I encourage you today to, as we sang before, to come to the altar, come to God, receive Him, and be refreshed as you embrace Him and soak in his love today. So, you know what? I want to take a moment right now, actually, just to pray for some people. I don't know where you're at, but if that speaks to you, and if you want just a fresh touch of God's love today, so that you can be free to love others with his love, just encourage you to, to come forward now and, and we'll, we'll just have a moment of prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. If if you're um, sitting back there, you can you feel free to pray along. If you want to reach out your hand and, and just to be sign that you're praying with these guys, you're more than welcome to do that as well. Let's all pray together as we close. Jesus, we we thank you so much. It's not of us to love. It's not not in us, God, to conjure up love or affection for others, Jesus, but it's all a gift of God. As we look to you, God, you are love. You at your very core are love. In all your ways, you are loving. As we look to you, as we're captured by you, Father God, as we look to Jesus and just in absolute awe at what you have done for us, Jesus, and continue to do for us in being so faithful. Lord, we pray that that would just drive us, that that would drive us to know you, to gnosco, to be close, to be intimate, to, to soak in your presence. And Lord, as we ourselves are refreshed, as we ourselves are filled to overflowing with your love, that that would naturally flow out to others. And Lord, we would see incredible things happen for your name's sake, for your kingdom's sake, Lord, as a result of simply spending time with you and being faithful in loving the people that you call us to. So loving God, we pray that you would take us deeper in your ways of love. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to continue to minister to us and shape us as we spend time in God's presence. We pray this in your precious name, thanking you with all our hearts for the wonder of your love. In Jesus' name. Amen.